The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the authorities, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, 
that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, and most pointedly to Peter, you do not now understand what I am doing, but later you will understand. So much of Holy Week is about looking back And that is fitting because Holy Week aligns, as I said on Sunday, with Passover in so many varied ways, including that question that was asked this week around many Jewish tables as they partook of the Seder. What is special about this night? What makes this night unlike any other night. So much of our tradition is built looking backwards. Not so much at what we have done, we know that all too well, but to look for what God has done and what God in Christ has been doing because in the moment it feels so much like a mystery and we do not understand. The first Passover as Moses taught it and as the Lord commanded through Moses was all about haste. Haste may be the most important thing tonight as strange as that may sound to your ears. And it's not because something fearful is about to happen. It's because that if God gives God's people a moment to think about what they are doing, they may give up. God knows us better than we know ourselves. And if you sit and reflect for any length of time, think on this one thing. If you knew what was going to happen to you in the past before you got there, would you have gone through and done what you did? I'm not talking about bad things. I'm talking about simply living life with all of its ups and downs and challenges. If I had known a half or even a quarter of the challenges that I have faced that have brought me to this day, I would have given up long ago. It is perhaps a mercy that as 
the Guarani teach, we walk backwards into the future, not forwards. We can only see our past. The future is veiled. In his last evening with his first followers, Jesus offers us a template, a way of being that turns the whole world upside down. It's a good thing perhaps his first followers didn't know at first that that's what he was offering them. They might have run out of the room screaming at that point. Forget it. All of them, before all is said and done, would betray him. Most of them would be reconciled to him, and perhaps in the end of time, all of them were reconciled to him. And then they would go out and did what he did, even at the cost of their life. Jesus tells them that where he is going, the authorities cannot follow. And to my ears tonight, that makes perfect sense. Because what are the authorities about? All of us who wear the fancy clothes gather around us the fancy things that give us status in this society and every society. The things that we protect ourselves with, the things that tempt us to lord it over others. Well, what is that about? That is about power. And that is precisely where Jesus is not going. He offers what some have called the eighth sacrament of the church, the washing of feet, as a final self-emptying, a witness to what God is doing for us and has been doing for us from the very beginning. Self-emptying, coming into our midst, lifting us out of the ditches that we find ourselves in or that we make our way into, as my grandmother used to say, by our own violation. God comes with us and honors the dustiest, dingiest parts of who we are place where we collect the most dirt, the place that reflects our work, honest, dishonest, indifferent, sometimes wayward, and then offers us a commandment to capstone all commandments, that commandment that has rung across the centuries in the hearts and ears of many. 
It's a commandment that is so simple and yet so profoundly difficult that we struggle with it day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. Love one another, Jesus says. Simple enough to become trite as it is often presented in popular culture. Love is the answer. Some popular culture says, the difficulty for us is, we agree. It is trite perhaps, but it is true. It is the commandment that Jesus left, and it is the hardest, the most comprehensive, one that takes a lifetime to even begin to understand, let alone master. And yet by it, we are measured above all things by our God, not the power that we have, or the accolades, or the accomplishments, or the work that we are most proud of, or that which we have gathered unto ourselves and called most precious. No, the only measure is how we have loved and served and been willing to offer our lives for the sake of that love. A love worth dying for, Jesus intimates to his closest friends and followers. Love worth living for. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.